0: Welcome to Rangers Blue Line, covering the blue shirts from the SNY studios. Here's your host, Brian Compton.
1: Welcome to a very bittersweet edition of Rangers Blue Line. It is going to be the final Rangers Blue Line uh, for myself and Adam Rotter. Nick Lacazze will be joining us in a few minutes. Uh, Just a lot of changing parts here going on at SNY, Uh, so this will be it for Rangers Blue Line. I, I just want to take this opportunity to thank... The network uh, for this chance, uh, for giving me a voice here in the, in the biggest media market in the world, has been a lot of fun. I've made a, a couple of good friends along the way, so I'm very appreciative of that. Adam? Uh,
2: the truth is that Brian and I have both been claimed by Vegas That's in the right. podcast expansion draft. I didn't so want to say it. That is why this is ending.
1: But it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I have to thank all the guests that we've had. We'll start with the players. Henrik Lundqvist sat down with me at the Rangers practice facility. Probably 3 months into this show for a good 5 minutes. That was great Camp Talbot, Adam Graves, uh Boomer esiason This year we had Josh Saviano from the Wonder Years, which was tremendous. I got to meet him during the first round against the Canadians. Uh we we bs for a little bit in between periods, which was a lot of fun. Uh the list goes on. Craig Button from TSN, Don Lagreca, Kenny Albert, Joe McAletty. Uh so many guys who were willing to to share their their analysis and opinions with us for 10 minutes at a time. Uh, Just a lot of great guests over the last three years.
2: It's been a lot of fun and now we'll talk about Vegas podcast
1: <laughs> and, and, and the ranta
2: led Vegas Golden Knights. We'll have that podcast fully covered.
1: That's uh, gonna be uh, it's gonna be a busy off season as Nick Lucalzi joins us in studio. How are you, buddy? I'm
0: doing well, thank you, guys.
1: Anything you want to share as we say goodbye to the, this wonderful audience that we've had the last three years?
0: Just a thank you for the opportunity yeah. to SNY. Thank you to our listeners, our our Twitter followers, the the people who you know always took the time to. Uh, Shout us out. Give us their feedback. Uh, And like you said, our guests, I mean, we had some pretty big names on here, Brian.
1: Adam Graves was great. We'll we'll, we'll tell the story. We we were supposed to have Adam Graves on at, say, 1145, whatever time it was supposed to be. We had technical difficulties. He tried to call in. The phone phone wasn't working. Only Adam Graves would deal with the fact that there were technical difficulties and was willing to call us back in 15 minutes while our producers and technicians got it right because that's the kind of guy Adam Graves is. He's the best. He really is. Amazing.
0: Speaking of producers, too, how about Jay Poe? Jay,
1: Jay Poe is, is my boy. Uh, I, I can't say enough. Of, Jay's the guy who brought me in here. That's why I'm sitting in this chair. That's why I've, I sat in this chair for the last three years. Uh, I love Jay. He's the best. Uh, maybe sound a hell of a lot better than I really should sound. Yeah. I, can't, I can't say how many times the last three years where I would screw something up and you would have to go back and edit it. So thank you so much to Jay uh i know there's a run sheet here but i really don't care so where, where do you guys want to start We want to start expansion draft you want to talk about the season that just uh just went down where do you guys want to start
2: there's a there's a lot that's going to happen this summer yeah. i think so it's you know i think that we have to start on defense okay. i think that it's defense last summer was the forward maneuvers you know they traded broussard they brought in vc and buchnevich they brought in grabner now it's time to make a change on defense and I'm not sure what that is yet. I have a feeling both Nick Holden and Kevin Klein won't be back, but those aren't the two defensemen most people want to talk about.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dan Girardi's getting bought out, right? It's going to come down to Hammerstall. Nick and I were actually talking about this five minutes ago before we went on the air here. It's going to be Girardi. If it comes down to which guy you're going to buy out, I think it's going to be Dan Girardi.
2: I think it would be Girardi because he's got one fewer year left on his deal, so it's six years versus eight years. But I'm st- – and I something's going to happen with them. I'm just not sure that the Rangers – what it's going to be because I don't know that the Rangers want to commit dead cap space for six or eight more years. You know, it may be more appealing to try and move him at 50% retained salary and only do it for three years.
0: I'll play devil's advocate and right. say there's a chance they keep Girardi buyout stalled just because they're, they're so there's, – there's no depth on the right, the right side. Girardi on the third pair, you could bury him there on the left side. You have McDonough, you have Shea, you know, there, there's, there's more depth there than there is on the right side. But, look, I think there's a way that neither of them are coming back. There's no way, in my eyes, you're coming back with both of them on the roster. Actually.
1: No, I agree, and I think it's going to come down to those two guys. Yeah. I think they're going to choose Stahl over Girardi to keep. Um, that being said, I want to pick on Dan Girardi. He was way better in the playoffs than I thought he would. That he would be. He was a warrior, blocking shots, doing everything Dan Girardi's done here. How long has he been here? Ten years? Nine years?
2: He's been, been here almost as long as Henrik has. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he came up Henrik's second year in the middle of the year as number forty-six with Tom yeah. Rennie.
0: <laughs> Both of them really have been great. Yeah, New I, York I'm not
1: picking on either of them. They they're paid way too much money. Yeah. Um, I, you have to think Slats thought he was going to get more out of these guys long-term for that money. Um, but at the end of the day, it's there's a been a lot of wear and tear. This team has played a ton of hockey over the last six or seven years, going back, you know, you have the, the final in 14, obviously. Uh, the, the semis in 12 against the depth. They've played so much hockey, uh, and that obviously has played a huge role in why Girardi and Stahl are the players that they are now.
2: I mean, the thing with Stahl to me is just all the injuries, yeah, the, yeah. the wear Dead that takes. Stuff. I mean, he – he was having a pretty fine season this year, and then he had another concussion. Yeah. And then, you know, you never know. He came back, and, you know, he was okay, but he wasn't as good as he had been. And, you know, I still I don't regret the Rangers making signing those two guys when they did because right. they, they felt like they were in their window to win. Sure. They went to the finals one year. They were within one period of going back to the finals the next year. Yeah. I think they were good decisions. But ultimately now you have to figure out a way – to change things and I don't know if you know like I said before like they're gonna have to eat money somewhere along the lines with these guys it's unless they trade for another bad contract unless they just go swap bad contracts with another team on defense that I wouldn't say that's impossible to happen I would say it's unlikely because I think that the Rangers want their cap space to sign Kevin Shattenkirk and Brendan Smith But, uh, you know, one of those guys, something's going to happen there, and it's unfortunate because those guys at one point looked like they should be career Rangers. They looked like they were going to be the guys who were going to be Rangers for 15 years, you know, to start to end, and that's just not going to be the case anymore.
0: They were pretty darn close, though, especially Girardi. I mean, to me, that guy gave his heart and soul to the Rangers. No question. Broken ankles, every shot he was jumping in front of. He's going to be one of the Rangers that I would say probably comes back year after year, the playoff runs and his rah-rah in the crowd. and He is one of the faces of the Rangers over the last decade.
2: I would agree with that. It's really interesting, and it's something that nobody talks about because there's no reason to talk about it. But at one point, the Rangers were also really close to re-signing Ryan Callahan to like a six-year deal. Yeah, yeah. They were like $500,000 apart per year. Could you imagine if they still had him on this team? with those two, because I I loved Cali. He's just like Girardi. He gave it all, every single shift, but he's not the player he was. You're paying for it now. And so, look, the Rangers gave up a lot to get Marty St. Louis, but that worked and they got cap space, but could be worse for the Rangers right yeah. now than it currently is.
1: No question. And You brought up Brendan Smith, who was really good from the moment they got him. Obviously, the last game wasn't great timing. Smith was not good that night, unfortunately. But uh, I would think the Rangers are going to be all in to try to re-sign him. And Brady Shea, what can you say about the, the season he had? He really emerges one of the better defensemen in the league, I think.
0: He was an absolute stud, yeah. Bra- Brady Shea. And the comparisons to McDonough, everybody, you know, they tried to pump the brakes. They didn't want to get too excited. You could see it in his stride. And man, that he just – he turned it on. And you don't know if he'll be able to, to reproduce that next year, but it, it seems like he is definitely on the upswing right now and only going to get better. But the potential for Brady Shea is through, through the roof, really.
2: Such a poised kid. Yeah. And I think we talked about this in the last podcast. To me, the biggest question with Brady Shea is left or right? Yeah. Because he needs more minutes. Elaine Vino said he's going to get more minutes. But if Mark Stahl's still there – You know, are the Rangers going to be okay with putting Mark Stahl on the third pair where, you know, that's not the worst third pair defenseman you could have in the world, but, uh, you know, a guy like Shea when Vigneault's always gone towards veterans, or do you go to the right side where he could conceivably play with Ryan McDonough on the top pair? Especially if they buy out Girardi. Especially if they buy out Girardi, he could play on the second pair, potentially with Mark Stahl, if they sign Shattenkirk or Smith to play with McDonough, like... There, there's still there's so many moving parts on defense right now. What does Smith get? On the open market, He's I think at least five. Right. I think he, it seemed like he didn't want three years, three and a half from Detroit. Yeah. But I don't know if that was because he thought he could get more money, or because he knows that Detroit is rebuilding. Yeah. and He wanted to win. So that's a really interesting question because three years, three point eight million for Brendan Smith from the Rangers. That's a deal. I think they'd sign right now. I, yeah. But he can probably get upwards of four and a half million dollars from somewhere else. So I think it's a matter of what's the most important thing for Brendan Smith. He's in a cool place, he likes his teammates, he, he, fit, in. Here, yeah. he fit in well. Or does you know he can, I'm sure he can fit in well somewhere else for, for sure. more money too. Well,
0: that's what it comes down to, I think. Does he, there's no reason for him to be loyal to the Rangers at this point. Look, after a few months, sure, he had a nice run, but he doesn't owe New York, he doesn't owe the Rangers anything. Anything under four million. I would say he's back on Broadway next year. Anything over $4 million, I think it's going to be tough for the Rangers to fit in. Just because he plays a fairly similar style to Stoll and Girardi, he's not putting up points, he's a defensive defenseman, sure. he's not blocking shots. Back
1: there.
0: He, that's the one thing that I was a little surprised at how physical he was. He gave the blue line some oomph, if yeah. you will, you know, some muscle. He's not afraid to drop the gloves. And they needed that. He reminded me a little bit of Klein before the drop-off. Yeah. Very – good third pair, and a solid second pair guy.
1: Let's talk about Shattenkirk for a second because we have brought him up multiple times, and it's a natural fit. He's from here. I get it. I don't know, Adam. I really don't. I don't know if this is a guy you want to commit six and a half, seven million dollars for the next six or seven years.
2: I agree. There's a lot of talk. What does
1: it say that the Blues made it as far as they did without him? Uh,
2: the Blues were a right? pretty good team. The Blues yeah, had a pretty tri- good defense he's already. He's supposed to
1: be, uh, Peter Angelo aside, he's their
2: second-best defenseman. Well, they had... Pareko's terrific. That, I don't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> so I'm, go, I'm glad you said it. But, yeah, it's it's weird with Shattenkirk because he's definitely... He's not the savior. Right. It's not like you're signing... He's
1: the, basically a right-handed Keith Yandel.
2: Yeah. And, you, you know, it's... When you're going to commit that much money, yeah. 6 dollars to $7 million still seems like a lot of money. Uh, But, you know, Eric Carlson's going to get, like, $13 million in a year or two. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird thing, like... There's a lot of talk that Shattenkirk, you know, he's a top four defenseman, but he might just be a power play specialist. And, you know, I think that the Rangers could have brought back Yandel at a little bit lower. And I don't know. It just seems like it's going to happen because it seems like he wants to play here. And at that point, like, he fits in really well. Like, I don't know that he's ever going to be worth the money he gets but it just seems like he's a natural fit here. Would eliminate some pressure for uh, McDonough on the power play anyway. And that's as big of a reason to do it as any, yeah. because you need Ryan McDonough to focus on playing defense. And if he doesn't have to skate the puck out of the zone every single time because Shattenkirk can, that would hopefully save on McDonough.
0: The only way I don't see it happening is if they have a trade lined up, whether it be involving Stepon or, or someone else, yeah. to bring in a guy to play with McDonough. Because otherwise, when it – you look at it, it just costs money. I could see him taking less than six and a half to seven million again, maybe six. I doubt he goes below six. He's not going below. I could it. see the Rangers committing six million for six years if he wants to be here. And if the Rangers can fit Smith in as well, yeah. you build around your top four. And then your third pair, if you have to hide uh, a Stall or a Girardi there, you're okay because your top four is deep Then All of a sudden, if the Rangers have McDonough, Shea, Shattenkirk, and Smith, your defense is pretty darn good. And sure, it's going to be expensive, especially when you add in the buyout or the potential uh, retaining money in a trade. It's going to be an expensive defense. But it has to happen if the Rangers are going to contend.
1: Let's go up front. Um, Derek Stepans, no trade clause kicks in July 1. Hmm. Adam, I think there's a pretty good chance around the expansion draft or at the draft that he gets moved.
2: I think it's possible he gets moved. Uh... Like Nick was saying, but like the, you'd move him to get a defenseman, yeah. conceivably. But if, you're gonna, if the rumors are true that Jonathan Drouin's out there for a defenseman, I'm trading for Jonathan Drouin over Derek Stefan <laughs> yeah. every day of the week. I mean, I love Stefan, and he's really good. But, you know, he's got that kind of, like, Brad Richards potential in him to just still be pretty good and pretty smart, but slow oh, down. Yeah. Stefan's never been the best skater. He's never been the fastest skater. It just seems like he's going to keep slowing down, and maybe that's enough of a reason for the Rangers to get rid of him now. But you know, you got to think that another team's going to realize that and that they're not going to trade Jacob Truba for right. Derek Stepan. I think that the Rangers would have to make a bigger sort of deal to get that kind of defenseman.
0: Stepan, to me, is, is the guy that one of these young, up and coming teams is looking for. I, 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 not that it would. He's still would young, be, but he's a
1: veteran leader at right. the same time.
0: A team like Edmonton, if yeah. they get rid of R.N.H., who a second-line sure. center who could play two-way. That's a way. Good fit for them. Calgary, yeah. you know, a, a team like that that a stabilizer who. San Jose. will be okay Horton's on the power going, right? play. Yeah, he he fills a lot of different roles. Sure, he's making a lot of money, but if you're not going to find a guy on the open market at a cheaper rate to get what Stepan does, and, and and everything that he brings to the table. So he hits all the intangibles that you want. I just think the Rangers need the salary cap space because they need
2: more out of where he is on their team. Yeah. I don't think the Rangers would have a problem moving Step on. I think that, like Nick said, there are probably half the teams in the league that at his money would take him. Right. I mean, remember, fills that void. Montreal yeah. took Scott Gomez yeah. for more than this. <laughs> but it's a matter of how you value step to the Rangers and what you feel like the best offer you're going to get for him is what is San Jose, a team that's also trying to contend going to send the Rangers for Derek step what sort of young, big piece, you know, does step on for RNH straight up make sense for either team. Really? Right. You know, it's like, uh, I, I, that's the one part with stepon is I just don't know if they're going to feel like they're going to, they're going to get enough value unless they feel like, you know what? We need to move him because we need the cap space, because we got to sign and Kirk. we got to give Zabinajad his contract. I just it's, – it's hard to say. Like, there's so many different variables yeah. Yeah. with this team in so many different areas, and the no trade clause really just kicks it into high gear too.
0: They've really been in the same pickle for a few years now because they have these tweeners, Miller, right. Hayes, right. Kreider. You know, easy to an extent now. You don't know what they are. Are they worth $5 million? Are they going to be $3 million players that you're paying $4.5 million? It's, it's such a tough decision Do you. When do you bet on Hayes? When do, you, you know, do you sell Hayes or do you bet on him becoming a second-line center? They have to take a chance at some point, but when you take that chance, it has the potential to, hamstr- ham- get, to get Hamstrung the franchise. Do you trade Chris Kreider?
1: I don't. Think- I do. And I'll tell you why. Because he drives me, and I, I'm not even invested in like, like a guy like Alain Yo. He has to be driving everybody on that staff bonkers. Because you saw him in that third period of the last game against Ottawa, and you saw him before that third period. He was a ghost. And you can't have a guy who's not willing to show – you're never going to win a championship with guys who aren't all in from the drop of the puck when the playoffs start. And he's not one of those guys.
2: Without a doubt, he's the most enigmatic player oh, on the range. Oh, God, he drives you crazy. But I wouldn't trade him for the one reason that I've kind of praised for JT Miller. As crazy as Kreider's been – He's gotten better every year. Yeah. He's better this year than he was last year. We saw how So when Don...
1: Henrik Lunquist is 38, that's when Kreider's gonna be the player. We're waiting. <laughs> Honestly, maybe he's
2: thirty-five already. I don't I, I think that if you're gonna trade one of those young guys, I think you'd trade Hayes. I think you could get the most four Hayes. Okay. He's a young center. I just I don't Kreider still brings so much that I think next year, if he if he's not good this this is, I don't know that he's at the top of his value right now. Yeah. I think that was probably last summer. I think, he, I think that next year he's going to be more consistent. You hope. Right. But he was more consistent in the regular season this year. You don't know what happened in the playoffs until the third period. See, of-
1: for me, he'll be gangbusters until the trade deadline, and they'll keep him, and then he'll be a ghost again in the playoffs. He just seems to be one of those players to me. Right? He had
0: good playoff numbers before this year, but this is the year what was so frustrating is it was touted as a rebuilding year, Yeah. and then all of a sudden you got – Everything you could have ever dreamed of, and you're staring at Ottawa and a one-and-a-half-foot Eric Carlson, and you didn't get the job done. That That is what makes it almost unpalatable because if you step back to last year, I think everyone would say Rangers make the second round. It's a darn good season. I never they before the season. start of the year,
1: I was concerned they weren't even going to make the playoffs because of their
0: blue line. But when push comes to shove, when you're looking at Ottawa, and granted Ottawa's playing great hockey, I but I think they're, doing. they're playing a little bit over their head. Yeah. It was a disappointment to lose to them.
1: Oh, no. They were the better up. team. Yeah,
0: Ottawa, oh, the Rangers were the better team. Yeah,
1: yeah. no question.
0: So and we were talking
1: about it last week. The it's, Senators it's, left for, what, 15 minutes?
2: It's not that the Rangers lost to the Senators, which I thought at the beginning was possible. It's the way they lost. Right. Yeah. It's that they let all these games go away that ultimately leaves you with this bad taste in your mouth. Like, you know, you look at a team like Toronto. They lost, and they could have possibly won their series. They're still on top of the world because they had yeah. such a great right. year. You know what's coming. Had the Rangers stayed in the Metro and then maybe lost to the Penguins or the Caps in the second round, you probably end up thinking, you know what, this is a pretty good season. Yeah. Now that you seen a team in Ottawa that you very clearly should have beaten, go, it just leaves this weird taste in your mouth. And I think that in a month or so, you can look back and think, this was overall a really good year. But I think right now it's still too kind of raw to do that.
0: To me, I think the Rangers are going to be looking to cut the veterans this year. I, I think – Kreider, Hayes, Miller, they're all getting another run. And I think it's more the step on Rick Nash class. That's on the table to be moved.
1: Rick Nash? Again. I think um, Nick and I were talking about this before we came on. Unless the Rangers kick in a lot of money, I think they're stuck with him. And stuck's not the – I know that's not a great word because he was – he had a pretty good year. It's just the price tag that comes with it. Again,
2: it it comes down to what you value him at versus what other teams value him at because – like Stepan, I don't think the Rangers would have a problem moving Rick Nash. I think that they'd have a problem with what they'd get in return, which yeah. would be, you know, a fourth, a third-line center or something, like when they probably still view Nash as someone who's key enough to the Or do you team. take
1: even less just for the cap space?
2: Well, that's the other option, and I don't know. I'd be
1: willing to do that.
2: I, they're, not winning the, they're not winning the Cup next
1: year. I just don't think, barring something huge over the course of the summer – Are they going to be that much better? Where they're going to get over the hump next year? I think
2: again, you have to then figure out well, what are you using the 7.8 million for? And are you how much of it are you taking back? in what you're getting? Are you getting if you're trading for a sixth round pick and it's a pure salary dump? And then you go out and you sign Shattenkirk, and then you say, well, VC and Buchnevich are going to play much bigger roles this year, and then you maybe sign another guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. But. On the day they buy on the day they trade him for a sixth round pick, it looks like a terrible trade for right. the Rangers. Yeah. Right.
0: That other guy in my eyes is Ilya Kovalchuk.
2: Oh, that's never going to
1: happen.
0: Oh, see, I'm not Listen, with never. I,
1: he's still a good player, but to me, if you're bringing in Ilya Kovalchuk to get rid of Rick Nash, that's just a no, you, lateral move. Missing,
2: you're missing the big part. The Devils are never going to trade right. him to the Rangers. Right. right. I, don't, I don't think it's
0: it, – the, the guy hasn't played in the NHL in how many years? He's 35. Where are the Devils going next year?
2: The they, Devils are by going the to time, trade him. By the time but the they're Devils, not going to
0: trade him to the Rangers. By the time and the, the Devils are
1: in that mix, too.
0: By the time the Devils are ready to compete, is Ilya Kovalchuk going to be a factor? No. Right. So why does it matter if they trade him in the division?
1: Because don't, they don't want their fan base to watch Ilya Kovalchuk score 40 goals for the team across the
0: river. But if it comes down to getting a little bit more and but helping out the franchise it? long-term,
2: I don't think you're getting if, a ton. If I'm Ray Shiro... And I call up Jeff Gordon. I say, would you like Ilya Kovalchuk? And he says, yes. The only thing I'm saying is, okay, I need Jimmy Vesey back. I need Pavel Buchnevich back. Uh, see, I, don't
0: think, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near it's
2: that. It's absolutely going to be something like that. I don't think it's like going to be anywhere near that. Fast. I think you're severely underestimating the idea that Ilya Kovalchuk is going to come into The Rock three or four times next season, score 10 goals against the Devils with the Rangers. I, I, there's no way the. All right. So do does that. Rick
1: Nash there go? We'll, let's, I think let's Rick Nash
2: stays because I don't think the Rangers are going to find enough value in moving him. Goes.
1: I, I think he stays. I think they're stuck with him.
2: I think ultimately, and it's weird to say this. I think that they're going to bring back a lot of the same team. Yeah. It's just like, is it okay to bring back a lot of the same team? If you don't bring back Stepan? if you don't bring back a Girardi or a stuff, like those are two big, kind of decisions it's only two spots on your roster but those are two things that completely change the complexion of your team and the locker room so i think that that's where they're going to go with the revamp blue line i think the rangers can't compete
0: yes they're not very Oh, no, i far. don't think they're going to be a 40 point team next year. well right so if if let's just say you replace Girardi with shattenkirk as smith stays you replace Girardi with shattenkirk obviously there's some other tinkerings
1: it's going to have to be if smith and shattenkirk are both in the mix
0: well, you clear That's Girardi's salary. Yeah. All right. So one of Girardi or Stahl and somebody else. But let's say it's Nash. Yeah. Is that team's a better team this year than next year with Shattenkirk and Smith for a full year than it is with Nash and Girardi this year? No.
1: Depending on what happens up front.
0: And with the full year of Right. VC, you know, obviously pending injuries, but on paper, I think you're more confident with a, a, a very good defense there and, and still a forward group that can play.
1: VC was a guy who. I think we pretty much expected, as far as the offense goes, had a good start, hit a wall because he was a college player. Those guys play, what, 40, 45 games a year. Uh, he was okay. I don't think he
2: was worth all the hoopla that we saw last summer, but I thought he was okay. I think he's going to be incredible next Okay. Year. Wow. I thought he was really, really good in the playoffs. The numbers didn't really go – he didn't really get the numbers. Uh, I guess it's possible he could be in – Effort player more – you know, he could end up being more of a Ryan Callahan effort kind of guy than the scorer he's supposed to be. But I I think, you know, we're looking at 50, 60 points next year for Jimmy VC.
0: Well, I'm not ready to go that far, but I do think he's going to be a contributor. I see him more as a tweener, second, third line tweener. He shows flashes of a great shot, but other than that, nothing jumps. When you watch him, he's physical. He can pass. He could shoot. But there's no plus-plus talent, right? He's not out there dangling somebody. He's not sniping. Twice a week. he has he picked his spots, but it was more a couple times a month than, than once a week. Smart player, heady. To me, like you said, the Callahan. he's more in the line of the Callahan. The Ranger mold, the Callahan, the Dubinsky, the Miller, the typical American forward. second second liner. Who could also be? On
1: yeah, the I think line. he's capable of making the jump that Adams talking about. Let's talk uh, expansion draft here for a couple of minutes. I think it's down to. I know Grabner's probably going to be protected. But I don't think Vegas is going to take him. I think it's down to Lindbergh or Jesper Fast. What do you think? I think
2: I'm hoping Vegas takes Grabner. <laughs> <laughs> and look, we spent all this time talking about Grabner. I think Jesper Fast is almost like in unmovable kind of guy with the way he played in the playoffs. Yeah. I really like Oscar Lindbergh, but ultimately I like all of those guys. But if you're going to lose one of but them. But you've
1: got to think McPhee is thinking longer term, yeah. right? They're not a playoff team next year, we don't think. So why are you going to take Michael Graham there when you're probably going to trade him at the deadline? For
2: because it? you'd like to at least have the opportunity to have your fans come out of their seats <laughs> once a night. Uh, you know, I think that I, I think that it would probably be Lindbergh I think it, or Ranta. I don't know about Ranta because it seems like that they're going to trade for Mark Andre Fleury, and then why are you also picking Anthony Ranta when you could take like Vegas Philip Vegas's
1: goaltenders next year? In my view, are going to be Mark Andre Fleury and Philip Grubauer from Washington because that's McPhee's guy.
2: Right, so that's why it's kind of like a lot of people are speculating about Ranta. But if it just, I, I feel like Ranta is going to be back unless unless you know they go down the Cam Talbot route and trade him because he's a free agent next year. Who knows? The Rangers are always up to something. But uh, I, I think it's probably going to be Lindbergh. I think that they'll do everything in their power to protect Faust. And I think that they'll try and push Grabner on them because Grabner also at a little bit more money. Every dollar is going to count next year for the Rangers. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. they, talked about, they talked about having cap space this year. That ain't happening next <sighs> year. They're going to be right up against it. And I think every single dollar is going to matter. And Grabner makes about a million dollars more than, than Lindbergh does.
0: I think it'll be Foster. They pay him a draft pick. You're going to drive Jesper to the airport? He, look, he, <laughs> to me, he's more replaceable than a guy like Grabner. Foster ain't scoring 27 goals. Now, Grabner's no, not doing that next year. <clears throat> but he's a, he's a very good all around player. But I think you could go on every team in the NHL just about and find a Jesper Foster.
2: Do you agree with that? I, I don't agree with it. I'm a big Jesper Fast fan. Uh, and I just think that he does so many little things. To me, and, I, and you can make this case about Grabner, too, you, if you lose Jesper Fast, you spend all of next season trying to get Jesper Fast back, yeah. a Jesper Fast type player. Uh, and I think you could very well say the same thing about Grabner, and it wouldn't shock me at all if the Rangers lost Grabner and then reacquired him at the trade deadline. Yeah. But, uh, you know, look, ultimately they're going to lose a valuable guy. It's not like you can just give them uh, Brandon Peary is- or Matt yeah. Pumple. You know, yeah. So they're going to lose someone, and I think that if they are going to value, in my view of their value of the players, it's Jesper Fast ahead of Michael Grabner. And I think that the, if it takes them sending a fifth-round pick or something to Vegas or making a separate deal to do that, I think that they'll do that.
1: Yeah, Fast seems to be one of those guys. And Grabner kind of fits into that mold, too, who can just play anywhere and doesn't look out of place. Right. <clears throat> I thought right. it Fast had a really good year, though. And the Rangers, I don't think he's as replaceable, would you think? I thought he had a pretty good year.
0: I, I agree. I just think he's more replaceable than Grabner. Rangers are it, not getting fourth-line production from anybody
2: like Michael Grabner depends, brought to the table this year. When it comes to Grabner, it depends what you expect of him. I didn't expect more than 12 goals Nobody this does. year. I agree. So, 12 goals on the fourth line next year? I mean, sure, his speed is nice and his breakaways are fun, but, like, I think that's more replaceable than Jesper Fast, who Elaine Vigneault has shown consistently he'll move up all around in the lineup and play late in the game. That's the one place I
0: would disagree: is the Rangers didn't have anybody else create breakaways like Grabner did. I mean, that guy could be having that's, a terrible. You guys
2: in the league can do that,
0: right? Yeah, that's why I keep him. Hopefully. That's why why he's the guy that I prioritize. That's why the
2: Islanders kept him for so many years. (laughs) That's why Toronto wanted him. And that's why I was so afraid that. That's why I called him Rocket Richard as a joke all year. Because we saw at times he can go real. He'll always get those opportunities, but he can go cold. And he went really cold. He did. He did. But the
0: opportunities are. I'd rather have the opportunities and have a guy go cold than never get the opportunities.
1: All right, let's, uh, let's talk about Heinrich Lundqvist for a couple of minutes here. Up and down year, I go back to the, with December, was it? December or January when he sat for four straight games and ran the play. Before yeah.
2: the Christmas break or right after. Just not the same
1: guy until the playoffs roll around. He had a, a few hiccups against the Senators, no question. But um, how much longer is this going to continue? How, can, how much longer can he still be one of the top echelon goalies in the league? he will be 30, he's 35 now we're not until next march when he turns 36 but at some point is it going to be a dramatic drop off or, is it, or are we going to see a couple more years of what we just saw i think it,
2: i think last year is going to be Everybody's the new normal yeah i think that he's still going to win 30 plus games uh he may get hurt a little bit more we've seen that the past couple of years and he's going to have st- stinky games but you know how you get how Henrik Lundqvist gets better, put a better defense in front of him. Yeah. That would help. Play in the other end of the <laughs> ice more than you played this year. Like uh, Those are the things that immediately make Henrik Lundqvist a much better yeah. goalie. Stop leaving guys open in front of the net. Yeah. Do that. Henrik Lundqvist is vezinant. How much did Klein's drop-off have to do with Lundqvist's play this year? I think all of them did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that overall – Klein, Klein was tough. They didn't manage the puck well for a lot of the year. Uh, and when they did, they were good. And you saw them at times against Montreal uh, and at occasionally in the Ottawa series, you know, where they could defend and get pucks out quickly. And when they do that, Henrik's a good goalie, but you had struggles from Klein Holden fell off a cliff at the halfway point of the year and yeah, started turning pucks over like crazy. And, you know, that's all going to end up reflecting on your goalie. I think Henrik's time as a consistent Vesna contender
0: is done. Yeah. But I think next year he's going to be better than he was this year. There was just no consistency this entire season from the um, World Cup to the injuries, to being sat, to the All-Star break, to the Christmas break, to the bye week. His whole season, you can look at it and go to every break and struggles, every break and struggles next year. You tell him he's playing 62 games as opposed to however many he's used to playing. Get him on a routine, and I think we see a much more consistent Hendrick as opposed to the the wild fluctuation in his game that we saw. Because it was dramatic. It was a week of a goal a game to a week of five goals a game. Now, he's still going to have the five-goal games, but I don't think they're going to last
2: three games in a row when he's playing. It depends on who's in front of him. It also depends on why. You know, was this when Henrik struggled? Was it how much of it was him? Right. How yeah. much of it was technical and mental? Because nobody works harder than Henrik Longfist. Changing yeah. of the pads, right? Yeah, all of that stuff. The new slimmer chest protectors, whenever yeah. that happened. Uh, nobody works harder than Henrik. So if there's a, a detail or something that he can point to to work on over the summer, he's going to do it yeah. and he's going to learn from it and he's going to be better next Fair year. to say. Let,
1: let, let's be honest here, 2018-19 is probably it. Two more years, the window as far as the Rangers winning a Stanley Cup with Henrik Lundqvist as their goaltender.
2: You know, on paper, I think so. But sometimes you have to take it. It's, I'm totally copping out on this question. <laughs> uh, but sometimes things break right for you in the playoffs. Yeah. Who the hell thought Ottawa was going to be there? Yeah. Who thought right. the Rangers were going to be there in 2014? Yeah. You know, I think it's probably on paper. You're looking at a year, more years, a year or two before his contract ends, to where you can really consider the Rangers to be contenders in a way. But it's it's not impossible that they could be Ottawa in three years and yeah. find their way. Like that that kind of it's a total cop out answer, <laughs> and I fully admit that. Uh, but uh, Kendrick's the best.
0: I don't I don't think the window's as close to closing as everybody seems to believe it is just no, because... Oh, Brett
1: Sergala said that last week, too.
0: There are... When you look at the roster, it's a young roster. You subtract... Who are the, the old guys? Nash, Stahl, Girardi? Right. I mean, people consider Zuccarello old. He's 29. Yeah. And he's got young legs as far as NHL games and, and taking hits. But well, once be-
1: you hit 30, it starts
2: to go. For most guys, yeah. it starts to go the other way.
1: And again, McDonough is another one of those guys who's
2: played so much hockey in the yeah. last six years. You'd yeah. think McDonough's like 35 right? Now, and he's 28. And he's, not. Right.
0: he's one of those guys where if they're – look, they're not moving him, but if somebody came in with a, a hell of an offer, it wouldn't shock me if he was moved.
1: Ryan McDonough? It, it,
0: Honor yeah, McDavid. No, 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 no. But like a real, a uh, uh, big time offer from a going the team like Sony pretty...
1: PlayStation on us now.
2: No, that's
1: I...
0: new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it! I was right about. Hey
2: it. Nick,
1: when's, ya- right ya- right when's
0: Yakupov coming? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what a. Star. Hey, they might try him out this year. <laughs> In but, Vegas. But with Stahl and Girardi, if 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 they're gone, they're a young team. So I don't think the windows now. They are still missing, as they have been for a decade, an elite forward, yeah. which they've just never had
1: no well rick nash was supposed to be that right
0: guy. right but they never it never developed and that's why i think he's gone because i just can't see them running him out there as the guy another playoff look everybody wanted to tout that he had a good playoff this year he had a great playoff his effort was there he had five points in 12 games Yeah. so how good was his playoff
2: he was really good against montreal yeah uh, he was he was great much less good as the whole team <laughs> was against ottawa so. yeah.
0: but i don't think he's back Nash. Yeah. And I think one of Stoll or Girardi are gone. he got a lot of cap space. I don't know how good Kirk will be, but I think he's running your power play. And right. when he's dishing the Ilya Kovalchuk, I think it'll be incredible.
2: <laughs> it's going to be a very In busy... New Jersey, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, they have a ton of cap space. Yeah. It's going to be a very busy couple of months for sure. This is a wrap for Rangers Blue Line. Thank you to all our listeners who check this out week in and week out these past three years. We really appreciate it. Uh, have a fun summer. Thanks so much. Rangers Blue Line signing off
0: this has been rangers blue line part of the sny.tv
2: audio network